I'm excited to introduce my guest, Paul Vorperian. Paul is a 38-year-old college senior in his final semester at Florida Gulf Coast University. A resident of Southwest Florida for about 20 years, he enjoys going back to visit his hometown in the Chicagoland area during the summer months. Paul is balancing work, time with his 16-month-old son, and school. When he has a free moment, he enjoys watching F1 highlights and guitar vlogs, as well as playing video games, guitar, and skateboarding. Hey, Paul. It's great to talk to you today. Hi, Tessa. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to chat with you. Yeah. So why don't we just start by you telling us, you know, where are you going to school, what are you majoring in, and when are you going to be done? All right. Well, I'm currently attending FGCU. I'm a senior, and I will be graduating this fall. Uh, My major is Integrated Studies, and I'm also minoring in Education. So that's fantastic, because this fall is soon, right? Yes, yeah. And... uh, so how how long, just like in the number of years, has this journey been for you? Can you have you calculated it? Oh yeah, it's it's close to twenty years. Uh, wow. Pretty much spot on. I graduated high school in two thousand, and pretty much went right into a university, FGCU, uh, for the fall of two thousand. I was there also for the spring of two thousand one, and it didn't work out. Uh, how you would want your your college career to work out in the beginning, so it was very discouraging and wasn't really feeling being there. But you know, uh, to have graduation looming, and I even just got an email from the university about uh, financial aid, and that I have to state that I will be finishing in the fall, so they can kind of prorate it. So that's it, it's a good feeling. Yeah, and I'm sure you were like, heck yeah, I'm done. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I want to go back to, to what you were talking about, about your first experience um, out in college. But, but before we do that, I, w- I want to hear a little bit about what are, your, what are you going to do when you graduate? What are your career goals? Uh, well, currently, I work for Collier County Public Schools. I'm an ISS assistant that's in school suspension at East Naples Middle School. This will be my fourth year. And my initial plan was once I graduated, I was going to become a teacher. So I'm signed up for my uh, GKT in spring. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> in in uh, September. And I'm also signed up for my subject area, which is math five to nine in September as well. So hopefully going to pass those. I'm pretty confident that I will. And then once the spring comes around, hopefully move into a teaching position with Collier County Public Schools. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. We need teachers, and it's great that you're already working in the school system, so you have a good sense of what it is, and that you know that that's what you want to do. Yes. So, so I want to talk to you a little bit about what you mentioned earlier, which is that you you didn't have the best experience in your first stop in higher education. Can you can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that? Uh, so, you know coming out of high school and and going into the university it just felt like this is what I was supposed to be doing I didn't really have a, a feeling like okay I want to do this and the original thought especially you know with your friends or, or at school whoever you're talking with you know they're going away to school some of them and it's like that's the whole experience you want to go away and kind of be on your own and I think school is more about that. It seems like it's more about the socialization aspect uh, than the education. And my only kind of idea was 
I wanted to kind of go into meteorology. Um, my parents convinced me to stay at FGCU. It was nice that I had been accepted to FGCU. I was also accepted to USF up in Tampa, and I had applied to University of Florida and Florida State, but wasn't accepted. They had encouraged me to attend their junior colleges, but for financial reasons, staying home made more sense, uh, and then I could commute up to FGCU. So a little bummed out that I couldn't go away, and I was still staying at home. I was working and commuting back and forth to school, and the closest thing to, like, a meteorology program was Earth System Sciences, but you don't really get into those courses until – you know, your, your junior, senior year, really. So I'm the, I kind of felt like I was still in high school a little bit, except I didn't feel that the sense of this is extremely important. I just didn't have a desire. I was working at a golf course, and I had this feeling like I would rather be playing golf. And I saw guys a little bit older than me who were pretty good, and we were all fairly talented, and they were going to be in the golf shop. They could teach golf lessons, and work, and I just was like, wow, this – would be so much more enjoyable than what I'm doing, which I don't even want to be at school, but not knowing, okay, just in case later down the road, it would have been beneficial for me to drop those classes. Um, you know, having to pay for them, all right, I was able to pay for it, but not knowing the damage I caused myself by just kind of floundering and leaving the school without tying that up really hurt me later down the road but ultimately it, it made it for a more rewarding experience i think coming back to fgcu later and and now kind of redeeming myself so it was definitely going to college the first time being young kind of wanting to go away it's it's hard when you're not really feeling it i think college needs to be something that you want to do and you and you want to be a part of if you're not feeling it just like anything it's going to be very difficult yeah. And then there's also the issue that if you don't go to college, and I think you, your story will kind of goes along these lines, you also then face some pretty significant barriers in terms of work. Uh, so it's sort of a double-edged sword, right? So it sounds like what you were doing is following sort of that idea that everyone needs to go to college, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you had to make a lot of compromises around what it is that you not only pictured college to be, but what it, the one thing that you thought you wanted to do, which was meteorology. Um, you weren't living on campus, you were working, you were commuting back and forth. And it, it sounds like, you know, all in all, you were going because you felt like you had to, and maybe you just didn't really understand the implications yeah. of signing up for something like that and, and not really being able to or wanting to or having the motivation to follow through with it for a variety of reasons. Because, listen, going to college and working is hard. Oh, yeah. Commuting, commuting to college is hard. The transition from high school to college is often very, very hard. But then on top of it, you weren't really doing it because that's what you were excited about doing, right? No, yeah. It was just something that, you know, my parents were like, all right, it's time to go to college and you got to mm -hmm. graduate and – it's like, well, I have working at this golf course, and this is fun, and I can go out and play golf for free, and this, yeah. and I can have a career doing this, and I don't need to have a college degree to do this. I mean, nowadays, that's changed, though. I mean, and, and FGCU has a great professional golf management program, and golf courses actually would prefer that their incoming uh, PJ professionals have a college degree. So it's interesting how that's changed over uh, two decades, but at the time – 
I, mean, I just wanted to play golf and hang out with my friends. I didn't want to go to school. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit, uh, you know, looking back how that first experience, not, not realizing you needed to drop the classes. Um, you said you paid for it, but I imagine yes, that yes. that was not easy. Um, uh, well, but it wasn't as bad as it would be now. Um, the courses, you know, it's not the same, you know, financial investment. Yeah, I think it was like a couple thousand dollars that I owed. So I, I was able to pay that back within a couple of years and, you know, and just never really kind of had the desire to go back to school until a few years later. And in my life, I want being out of high school, I would go through these cycles. It was like a three year cycle. So I would feel like I was saying golf, really interested in golf. After a while, a couple of years, kind of lost interest in it. I ended up moving up north, and I ended up getting a job working for UPS and became a supervisor and found out that I could go to school. And once I completed a semester, if my grades were decent, UPS would reimburse me for it. So they kind of encouraged me to go back to school for business. And I started doing that. So that was my initial kind of foyer back into higher education as probably like three years after my initial kind of downturn. I was, I was nervous, very nervous. And, you know, going back a little older, you kind of feel a little out of place. And that was only a couple years after, you know, the, that initial freshman that you're 18 years old going in. And I was more focused. I, I did did my work. I focused on, I made sure I got everything, you know, locked in and, and got those grades. But as far as like still being set on a, a place or set on what I wanted to do, that wasn't there. And I was kind of feeling like going to school was going to give me this sense of, all right, good, this is what I want. But it almost, it, it helped to direct me away from where I was. So it was a better experience the second time back but I still wasn't finished and I ended up moving back down to Florida. Okay. And so, so had you earned any, any yes, type the credits. of credential? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, credits. no, no, no credential yet. Uh, that didn't happen until, till later. My first credential from going to school I earned in 2017. So, so fairly recent, um, okay. accumulated credits from that experience up North. I picked up about 21 credit hours, um, coming back down to Florida, in and out of golf, I tend to kind of cycle, like I said, every three years. I had started working for Collier County Parks and Recreation in 2007, and I worked at a skate park in East Naples. And, you know, working with kids and teaching skate lessons and uh, the other people who worked there kind of noticed that I was really good with the kids, and they encouraged me to go back to school for education. So I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And at the time, my mom was working for the public schools, and she was telling me that, yeah, it's a good path. And so I was like, all right. And I went back Edison at the time, and I took a few education courses, uh, only two semesters. And then that bumped me up to about, I've had 30 credit hours. Uh, so only, you know, three classes, three, three classes on top of those 21. And then uh, dropped out again. And because I just, just didn't have this drive. And that was more as a result of financial reasons and also kind of not knowing. Um, my age, I was probably around like 26, 27, and I could finally, you know, fill out the FAFSA and on my own, you know, independent of my parents and what they make. But I, 
I don't know. I just wasn't really it, it. You're on your own. Even though the resources are there, it's up to you to seek them out. And mm. if you're not, it's it's easy to kind of get lost. Yeah. So you have to uh, almost know what to ask for, right? Yes. You need to. You need to. You need to know what you want. And when you mm. go and knowing what you want, usually you could find the answers pretty easily. They have the resources for you. But it's that you knowing that's going to help you get that. And I think that's the hardest thing for some yeah. students is not knowing. Yeah, how would you know? Yeah, and how I mean, can somebody help you if you don't know what you want? People give you ideas, and they have different options, but it's still that feeling of, like, I'm doing this because I feel it's what I should be doing, or is it is this what I want to be doing? And when you don't know what you want, it's difficult. So yeah. the financial aspects there um, kind of drove me out of school because I was kind of paying for it on my own. I ended up having to work more, so that drifted me away again. And it ended up taking a job that I was working where I was just completely miserable. And I was like, all right, if I want to really move at this age, I'm going to have to get a degree. I need something. And I yeah. looked at my credits. I had 33 credit hours. I was like, all right, like I could go back. And my girlfriend at the time had just – she had finished her AA, and – I I remember I was the one who kind of encouraged her to go to school and I had those 33 credits and I was teasing her like, aha, I got 33 and, and then boom, she's got the AA and I'm sitting there with my 33 going, Oh, Oh man. <laughs> so she's displaying her AA in the apartment and I would see it and I was like, Oh man, she, yeah. she, she, she beat me. And then she transferred to FGCU and started going for her uh, bachelor's. And I was like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this is, I was feeling like, all right, like I gotta, I gotta get this, and uh, it really motivated me to go back in. And on top of that, uh, if there's any you know video game players out there, I like to play video games, and I still play video games. And at the time, I was playing a game where it like kind of shows you how much time you've logged in the game, and it was a lot. Mm. It was up there, like you know, 140 plus hours. And I'm like, yeah. if I can just put this time in the school. Yeah this should be pretty easy. I could treat it like, like a game. Like I'm building up this character in the game. Why am I not putting that same effort into building me up, mm. you know, my character? So I was like, all right, I went back in to, to FSW now, and I said, or I was a little nervous, so I kind of only was going to sign up for one course initially. And uh, the guidance counselor was looking at, you know, my transcripts and the my statistics, and was like, well, you know, you're not in any hurry, so – and, and that comment, that comment, I thought about that all day. I went home, I sat, I was like thinking about it, and that's what really kind of motivated me. And I said, all right, how much can I do so I can finish in the least amount of time, at least the associates, get this done. And I took five classes in the fall and then four classes in the spring. I received my associate's degree, and once I received that degree, that opened up a world of, of job possibilities. I was able to apply with the schools and get a job as an assistant. And, and that's really where things started to change because yeah. that brought me into the school and I got to work with professionals. Pretty much everyone there has college degrees. Some of them have masters, doctorates. They're there. They want to help kids learn and grow. It was just such a great environment to transition into to also help me continue along my journey in higher education as well. Yeah, so I think it's really, really interesting that you talk about 
this AA portion of your story. Uh, I think it's interesting that your your girlfriend became a motivator because she wound up, she started after you and wound up kind of beating you to it. Oh, yeah. She's... Um, but then really talking about how much opportunity having an AA opened up for you. Yes, I think, absolutely. I think it's interesting. I think a lot of people don't understand how many jobs have a minimum requirement of an AA um, in general, but in Southwest Florida in particular. So, so I think that, that that's a really good story for other people to hear. And, and I'm so happy that all of that work and that motivation and, and getting that first credential actually helped you so much along your, your career pathway and your education pathway, right? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. having the associates made it a lot easier to transfer back to FGCU. Um, it was Governor Scott, I believe, signed into law that any – a uh, resident of the state of Florida who attends a junior college or state college and achieves their AA is allowed to admission transferring to any state university. So right there, it just, if you had the AA credential, it was almost like they didn't even look at the transcript so much. They just found places for those and you were just automatically given that pass in, you know, they're not nitpicking through every, okay, maybe we don't take this or this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. They, it, it, you're in with 60 credits. Um, and that is, and also you have the benefit of not having to do a lot of full requirements at state universities. If you come into a state university, they'll have service learning requirements. And a lot of those requirements are cut in half if you come in already with an associate's degree. So, and FSWs, you know, service learning is a great experience. But when I was at FSW, we really didn't have that service learning uh, requirement as a part of the associates. So it was nice to kind of not have to have that extra requirement coming in. It doesn't feel as daunting. Yeah, and I think that that's another another message here is, and I've heard this from some other um, some other individuals who are also who have decided to return back to school after after years of being out. Is this the sense of urgency? Right. Yeah. Anything you can do. I mean, here you are you know, 20 years of trying to finish this. And, and at this point, I'm sure you don't want any extra added things um, in terms of time put on your plate, right? Yeah, that's true. But it's also, I mean, I kind of like it. I know that some of the things, uh, especially in the courses that I've been taking, I'm really like digging in. Like I want to get as much out of it as I can. Uh, a lot of everything, of course, now is online, mandated. Uh, but previously, I was taking a lot of online courses anyway, and the most interaction I'm going to get is that um, the discussion. So the online discussion is all typing. Uh, I would read replies of students, and if something was interesting, I would reply back. And I tried to make it a very uh, a wholesome reply. I didn't want it to be kind of hollow, you know, just like trying to do the minimum requirements. I wanted to feel fulfilled in my experience. It's my time, it's my money, and I want to get the most out of it. So I know there were times where maybe some people were like, why are you doing all this? Are we supposed to do that? Is it a requirement? And they were kind of shocked that you're doing this extra to the point where even one of the courses I was in, some of the students, I think, asked my professor if I was a TA for the class, and I said, well, I, was, I was flattered, thank you. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's... It's just me wanting to, to get as much of an experience out of it as I can. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's that's definitely clear. I appreciate how committed you are and how much you're getting out of it. I think the main point I was making is that for a returning adult, the timeline needs to be realistic to be to be done. So things that don't have to be added on if you've already got an AA or whatever the case may be, that is valuable to a returning adult. Right. Not having to repeat things, not having to to jump through extra hoops. Is that accurate? Yeah. I would say um, in terms of like me coming back to FGCU, um, it would be in terms of the the orientation. And I'm just going to say, you know, I've already, you know, you're, if depending on what your age is, what you're doing, the, the typical college student who's coming out of high school, who's going away to college, who, who might not have a job or is maybe working part-time, has more flexibility to attend various functions or requirements that the university has at that stage. So to have a transfer student who might be in a completely different situation, to hold them to the same expectations of those initial higher education students doesn't seem to be fair. And it's, you know, and, and that's kind of how I felt coming back was that it, the experience wasn't catered to me. You know, it's like, I'm trying to finish. It might not, I might not be able to get, you know, four or five classes in a semester. I might have to chip away one at a time, but I'm going to try to take one every semester. And that's just my situation. And other people have that situation too. Yeah, I'm not the only one, but I felt like I was the only one when mm. I first went back and I felt alone in this. I was like, man, like this isn't for, and it kind of, it was almost like a deterrent. Like I felt like, man, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe I'm supposed you mean to because be in, You mean because in orientation you were put with the, the, the students that were coming directly out of high school? Yeah, but it's there's other people there. I mean, if you but, but the majority of the students are are per, were, were pretty young, and I think they offered an online version of the. But I kind of wanted to go back and participate in mm -hmm. the uh, the orientation, and I don't think I was prepared for how kind of being there. It, it it was a little bit like of a shock, I think, just seeing how young everyone looked. <laughs> yeah. So so. I'm I'm curious if you now that you've been through all of this and you're almost to the end, uh, oh. taking that situation, which I know you love FGCU and oh, I know yeah, you great. love FGCU complete, mm -hmm. but taking that one situation, if you were if you could change the way things are, what would be your advice um, in how institutions of higher education should handle something like orientation with returning adults? Uh, definitely you know, continue to make them feel like they're a part of the school. You know, everyone's whatever university you're attending, you're an Eagle. And I definitely feel that, uh, which is good. They do a great job with that. I would say that if they, if you know somebody's specific goals and someone's very intent on what they want and they're older, having to attend an orientation or having to take part in an orientation maybe have a more streamlined version for those older students or the ones who are non-traditional that's going to fit more their, their time frame. You know, have, maybe you can have like a little, like a 15 minute welcome 
to a FGCU video. It doesn't even have to be that long. And you can have things uh, maybe like a, a web page where at their leisure they can kind of go through and read some things or even an email that gets sent out that has a link to maybe uh, a few questions. I know on Canvas they will send out some courses that you have to take. And that was another thing where you know having to take an awareness course on like alcohol and partying and drugs and, and you know how much is too much and how much is it. for somebody who's older that can feel really like why am i doing this and i've had yeah. some students in in classes where they even feel that some of the basic you know gen ed courses and the electives they they feel like they're kind of a waste I don't feel that way. I feel that every course that I've taken has been enriching and I love that experience. But to have, to maybe universities take a look at their degree programs and maybe some specific programs based upon that student, they can alter it so that it's more like a certification program, uh, something mm -hmm. where it's mm -hmm. just those core courses that, that individual needs. So it's uh, quicker. For the, they don't have to take all these extra courses because they also feel like they're sp having to spend money on courses that they don't even want to take. And I've heard that a lot. Yeah. It's very complicated, right? So there are things yes. that are requirements and there are things that are within the institution's control and there are things that are probably not. But I do think you're talking about some, some thing, some, you know, topics that are really, really moving in this world right now, like the idea of doing smaller credentialing programs, you know, finding ways to, to, to earn certificates or to use prior learning assessments to shorten the time for adults. Uh, but I do think that you, you raise a lot of really good points about that there are probably some things that can change within any university or college um, setting that can be a little bit more catered to the people that are participating in it. So I definitely could see going back to school right now and, and how it, if you're trying to fit it in with a job and a family and or two jobs and four kids or whatever the case may be, taking care of parents, um, you know, there's a million scenarios. It is really important for people to feel like they're, they're getting what they specifically need. So that individualized kind of perspective, but also that they're not wasting their time and money. And to the extent that we can control those things, right. That, that, yeah. that you have some discretion. It's a great perspective. I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you sharing, you know, sort of how it feels the feeling a little bit out of place, or maybe it's not for you when you're returning as a, as an adult. Yeah. Um, like having to kind of like, to go in and find your way and not knowing there's certain requirements that you have to fulfill first before you can even register for classes. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Like, you know, I went in and they had us all sit in a, like a computer lab and like, all right, this is, go pick your classes. And I couldn't even select any courses. And I, you know, the attendant comes over and I was like, all right, I don't know why it's not working. Oh, you can't because you're, you're academically suspended. And I said, mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Nobody told me what I needed to do. I just, I'm following, you know, so that was another thing, like being aware of each student's unique situation, which is a lot, I'm sh that's got to be a lot of work um, for, to try to know every returning student, like what do they need to do? But if I, if I knew that I had to go to the CAA first 
and I had to meet with an advisor to open up, and then I had to schedule with an advisor, that could have saved me a lot of time. Yeah, again, it's sort of knowing what you don't know, right, and figuring out how to ask for it. That's challenging, and I think that, I mean, do you have ideas of how that can be fixed, how people could be more aware of One of the things that I kind of, you know, I, I feel frustrated about it, but now knowing it, that I think is also a part of the college experience. It, it, it's training you to become more aware of how to get what you want. Um, because, to advocate for yeah, because the world isn't really, you know, like that anyway. So if True. the university wants to do a good job of preparing its students, in a way they kind of have to be like that. And it seems crazy for me to say that because I, you know, I want to be, you know, help me, help me. Where do I need to go? But man, you know, that's, I was, um, this is going to kind of offer, but for the education courses, there's um, a book called you know, the first day of school. Um, mm-hmm. And when you, you know, when employers are looking for people they want to hire, of course, you're going to go into a workplace. You're probably not going to know everything, but they're expecting you to figure it out and start doing stuff. Right. You might go someplace and you just go in there and they're all right. Here you go. If you're going around, hey, uh, whoa, uh, excuse me, like raise. They're probably going to be like, you know, what's going on here? Like we need, you know, they want people who are going to get together, work as a team, and try to figure out what they need, and. As much as, you know, incoming freshmen are kind of like the sheep coming in, and, yes, you have to herd them, so that's why everything's catered to them, and they're hoping, as an adult, maybe you are a little more aware of getting what you want. But still yeah. not knowing, you're still kind of like that sheep coming in. It, you're you're kind of lost, you know. You, you know what you want, but you're not sure of where to go to get it. Yeah, I think your your point is is valid, to an extent, right? Because there's a significant cost to having to kind of muddle your way through to figure things out. And right. I'm not, I wouldn't place blame on anybody. I mean, communicating all the options and all the resources is a challenging thing. I mean, even in my job, I know that I can advertise and say things on a million different platforms and still there will be someone who calls me and says, well, I didn't know. Right. So it's a challenge and this isn't a criticism. I don't, and I don't think you're criticizing. In fact, you're like looking at the silver lining of it, but I do think that there's an enormous expense to students and to the institutions when people don't know how to access or to get the information that they need. And I think learning to advocate for yourself, learning how to critically think and to seek things out is, is so important. It's so important, but there's also the balancing of the expense to everyone, right? Because the school needs people to complete too and to not get frustrated. So, um, that's why I like talking to you, Paul. You have a really interesting perspective. Um, so tell me about the – I bet you're not the first person to return to higher education to complete a degree who had some academic troubles the first time around. So can you, can you talk about that a little bit and, and sort of like what you would want others to know who may be in that situation, what you learned? First thing is you can do it. First and foremost, if you're motivated and you, or if you're on the fence and you're kind of like, I think I'd like to go back. I'm not sure. I was kind of, I mean, universities are going to help you out because imagine 
they have your records are there permanently wherever you were. And if you can come back and somehow complete that, how great is that for the university uh, that they have a student who wants to come back to the place where they kind of, and they want to redeem themselves. So the university is going to want to help you out. And that's the one thing that I learned the most is that even though we just got done talking about how I kind of felt a little lost, I felt, when I finally got into the right places, they want to help you. And, and they're going to, and that they see you're working hard, that makes them even more motivated. So if you're sitting down in a conversation with an advisor and they see you're motivated and they're, mo- it, it's like this you know, amplification of positive energy and it, and it helps you get through it. Um, it definitely also helps to have some positive reinforcements in your home life. If that's stressful, it's, a, it's difficult. But, you know, even if you're just chipping away one class at a time, each class you take, you're getting closer. And if you and if you just want to focus on that one, get getting it done and trying to really you know immerse yourself in that one course, eventually you're going to be there. I, I can't believe that this semester is my last semester. It, it's it really comes up on you. And and when you first go back, it does. It seems like this impossible task. You're staring at the mountain. You're like, oh my god, I all these credits. What am I going to do? But they it. I mean, they're they're people at the university who, who will help you through that. So don't feel alone. That would be the first thing. There's a huge base of, and, and by huge, it might be a couple hundred, but, but originally thinking I was alone, I feel like there's a great support group of students at the university who have similar situations. And, and when you kind of connect with some people and you see that you're not the only one who wants to finish your degree, that feels good. And it's nice to know that other people want to, they're improving themselves. And that's, a, you know, look, taking these classes, putting in the work, and then once it's under your belt, heck, log into the the university's database. Uh, we have Gulfline. Log into Gulfline. Look at your the credits adding up. It's motivating. You see that, wow, all right, I, I got that done. That's done. Good. And you just got to kind of pace yourself. Um, that's definitely m- my best advice. So. Yeah. You can do it. Uh, don't feel alone. And university is there to help you out. Yeah. So I know you are in the FGCU Complete program, right? Yes. Now that and I, tell, yeah, I want to hear I, what you love about this. <laughs> I, I found out about it. But my girlfriend told me um, when I first went back, it, it wasn't started yet. Um, and I honestly, I don't know if Integrated Studies was was started. It might have been, but I initially, when I went back. I wanted to be in uh, a philosophy major was my main focus. I was like, I loved philosophy, this one. And I couldn't really do it because all the classes were like daytime on campus. And it, I, I took a few online courses that were offered, but I had to look for something else. And I was on the website looking at different majors and didn't really want to do the education major because I didn't want just education classes. I really wanted to take some other arts and science courses and the integrated studies program was really like, wow, this is, I can take what I want and I can still do the education minor and have, and then the state of Florida has it so that you can be an alternative pathway to teaching and the teacher certification courses they require is that education minor. And I it was like, perfect. I'm like, all right, this is what I can do. It was like the second, I think my second semester in, and when she told me about it, she's like, hey, they have this program. She sent me the email. I was like, oh, this is great. FGCU complete. The whole, um, like the head headliner for it was basically just describing me, 
So I was like, wow, or any other student like me, which there's, this is my kind of pathway to learning about all the other people like myself. And I said, yeah. So I sent the email and right Wait, away. what was oh, it? What was the? What was what? The email? What or was what the tagline or what was oh, it? Oh, for FGCU, I said, okay, so are you a returning student? Do you work? Do you have kids? Do you have, are you looking mm-hmm. for classes that are a little bit more catered to you? Uh, more online classes, shortened classes, so eight-week course offerings instead of the full 16 weeks so that you could take two classes per semester, but you wouldn't have to do two at once. You can do one at a time, mm. like some, like do like a spring A and a spring B. So that was what they were offering. And I was like, wow, that'd be great. I go, I'd love to finish quicker. And at the time, I was kind of taking one course at a time, and I'm thinking like, man, it's going to take forever. And I felt a little hesitant still with taking more classes but I was like it was something that I wanted to sign up in because they gave you the option to sign up for specific courses that were intended for the FGCU complete students so you had first shot at signing up for these classes and the majors that were in this FGCU complete program one was like an entrepreneurial studies and the other one was integrated studies which I was already in so I'm like yeah, this is great that was perfect <laughs> and I think they just added child and youth studies which is the major that my girlfriend graduated with, but she was out after they started it. Um, so sent the email out to FGCU, FGCU Complete saying that I was interested, and right away, like, all right, you're in the program. Uh, here's our course offerings, and, you know, feel free to go in and take a look. And uh, the first option that I used that kind of helped me a lot, I took colloquium in spring A. Uh, my girlfriend was pregnant at the time and she was due uh, at the end of April. So the end of the school year was coming up. I didn't want to have any college courses going at the time. I just wanted to focus on the birth of my son and being there for that. So being able to take that, have still take a course and have it in a short amount of time in the spring was amazing. So I was still able to continue taking a course every semester and still have that opportunity to, to be there for my son. And also having it be online and how flexible that course was because it's a, a, a colloquium is a requirement where you have to go on field trips and you kind of have to, um, mm-hmm. the service learning hours, they're very, very flexible. Every professor has always been very, very flexible, especially as long as you're communicating properly and professional with them and explaining your situation. Everyone's been so willing to work with me. And I think that's another thing. Feeling like you might not be able to do something because of a course's restrictions, you know, the professors are, are, are really understanding. I, I have yet to encounter a situation where a professor said, no, uh, can, if I was in a, a emergency situation, something was going on, I explained everything, you know, nice email, very professional. They love that, um, and that's one of the things that helps. So the FGCU complete, coupled with kind of n- knowing how to communicate with your professors, it was it was great. And there's so many online offerings. Um, they have courses that are offered later in the evenings. Uh, they have courses at different campuses. They have courses at the uh, Collier campus. There's courses uh, that I believe are offered. There's some I think at the police precinct that's in Fort Myers. I think they hold some mm-hmm. courses there. So depending on what you're taking, you know, you don't have to go to campus. And I think that's what, what's great. And also having the courses open so that you can register for them before other people. Cause a lot of times courses yeah. you want are, they fill up right away as soon as that opens up. Yeah. I keep hearing that, that, that 
the ability to hold classes for for returning adults because time is of the essence, right? And uh, it seems to be like hugely beneficial to that program. So, wow, it's so awesome to hear how much that program is meeting the needs of of adults like you and some of the other other people that I've talked to. It it's really it's really fantastic because so many people, so many people that are currently in our workforce, you know, age 25 to 64 right now, about, you know, a a large number of about 20% of the people who are out there who don't have a credential started and didn't finish. And then the rest of them are, are individuals who never, never went on to post high school education. So it's really, it's really, really good to hear that there are options for people who are not that traditional student that really seem to be working. So that, that's really, that's really fantastic. Yeah. And they're adding more classes too all the time. Uh, there's definitely a lot of different, especially in the IDS, uh, like interdisciplinary studies range. There's all kinds of courses that I feel are even more beneficial than some of the classes that are like major specific because they're about really kind of plugging you into what's going on right now and Mm -hmm. what's happening in the community. Um, To the fact that one of the courses I just took, we didn't have any text. We would use articles that are pretty much coming out real time and focus on that information. So to be able to not have to rely on a textbook kind of frees up that money for yourself for, for other things. And then to also be talking about issues that are happening right now and how can we uh, address this issue and what can we do? And then having the group work, working together to try to brainstorm, like, how do we address these issues? That's essentially what you're going to be doing in the workforce. I mean, people who are looking for, for college educated individuals, they want people who are going to come in and be able to work good as a team, communicate effectively and to write clear and concise, you know, messaging email communication it's it's very important and that's essentially what they're they're um you know judging your performance on yeah that's great so tell me last question you mentioned you have a son how old is your son he is six 16 months old 16 months old he's a little guy running around yeah so he has a little bit of time before he graduates from high school. Yeah. What, <laughs> what is going to be your advice and what are you going to do for your son along the way? Um, oh. You know, as you reflect back on your own experience. Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, tricky. I'm, hopefully I'll be able to maintain uh, through his, his time. And I want to make sure that I'm just as supportive as I can be to him and his interests. Uh, I want to be able to explain the options that are available to him. I'd like him to know um, that the university experience isn't the only experience out there, and there's all sorts of different paths. I don't want him to feel like this is the way, this is how you have to do it. I want him to be able to feel that if that's the way he wants to go, that that is the option, and then we'll be able to help him, give give him as much information as uh, we can about the pathway that he wants to take. Um, also provide him with him with the information of this is what it is. You know, this is the, this is university, this is higher education. This is what it's intended for. Um, I think one of the things that is kind of a, an issue uh, is the, 
what is the degree, what is the value of it, depending on where you're attending. Okay, so it's, you know we could think of top institutions like MIT, Harvard, Princeton, Ivy League schools. A degree from there, if holding more weight than say a degree from a local state university, and and why is that? You know, I used to think when I was in high school that going to a junior college was like almost like a like a knock on you, like it was less than, like you didn't live up to the potential. Everyone else is going away. You're going to junior college, and after my experience at FSW and even at the junior college I attended up north, that's not the case. I think that the experience is what you make it. And, you know, you could have that brand from Harvard if you go there and you and you put in the work, but the experience you get out of it, you could have just as enriching an experience at FSW as you could at Harvard. And there's a, this is another hidden kind of gem that I feel about down here in southwest Florida is due to our location and the amazing weather and all the, the wonderful aspects of you know, retirement, we get a lot of professors down here who have retired who have already been had careers at other universities, major institutions, and they want to keep teaching, and they come and they want to, you know, they're, they're teaching a few courses at FSW, and you get in there, next thing you know, you've got this amazing professor who was, you know, is notorious, and they're, you know, here's the textbook, and they're the one who wrote this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's... It's not thinking like, oh, you know, this is what I, this is my option, but more, wow, this is a great opportunity and I'm going to make the most of it. And that's what I want to pass on to my son. I want him to feel that it's not always about, um, you know, where it's at, but it's about where you're at and how you make it. That's the difference. Yeah. Your son is lucky to have you and what a great experience <laughs> you have had to be able to help to help him along the way. Um, and all the students that you help, I'm sure, and will continue to help in Collier County Schools. Yeah, so, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, this experience is fantastic, right? I mean, you've learned so much, and you have an opportunity to make it better, not only for your son, but for other students as well. So I want to thank you so much for your time today. It has thank been you. so good to get to know you, Paul. And I'm going to pre-congratulate you on being done, but then you're going to have to send us a message when you're done. All right, Tessa, I will for sure. Thank you so much All for right. your time. Yeah, you take care.